Hey, y'all. Uh, welcome to Memory Lane, where every once in a while, if not once a month, I dig into the archives and pull out one of my uh, favorite episodes, you know, brush it off a little bit and bring it back out for y'all to see. Um, so I've been juggling, deciding between a couple of episodes, trying to decide which ones to pull out. And today we're going to bring one out that I enjoyed listening back to, um, but I wish it was under better circumstances. Um, see, it's it's been a, almost five years since uh, Nipsey Hussle was gunned down in his neighborhood. Uh, the ramifications of that death was not only felt deeply in hip hop, and most importantly, his family, but it was also felt deeply in his neighborhood that he was trying to elevate through education and business and programs and just having people believe and 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 buy into the neighborhood. Um, so I'm revisiting the conversation about the impact um, his unfinished work left. And I believe his family's still doing everything to still carry on his vision. Um, but it's still, you know, still such a sad story, man. So, um, you know, my guest on that episode was uh, DJ and producer DJ Keo and um, South Shirai family member Sean Adonis. They were my guests, I should say, for that time. And um, it was a... I enjoyed that conversation, you know, very much so, um, especially in light of what happened. Um, so please enjoy this latest episode of Memory Lane. Um, hit the like and subscribe buttons. Click on the five stars wherever you listen to South Shore Ave and whichever platform you listen to my shows from. All right. And check out SouthShoreAve.com for all of my past and current shows. Once again, that's SouthShoreAve.com. Five stars, please. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Memory Lane. Right here on Sasha Ave Radio. All right, guys. So, um, um, you know, as we were discussing offline, it's just we had a hell of a week. Um, you know, Nipsey Hussle has passed away. But I kind of wanted, before we even get into like, the nitty gritty of all this, like what what are your thoughts on just this whole situation? Like what are your thoughts on what happened with Nip- Nipsey Hussle? Like, I'll start with you, Keo. Uh, when, it, when, it first, when I first heard about it, I was on Instagram. And I was like, you know, because it's right around April Fool's. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, it's probably a joke or somebody's doing something stupid. And then I just kept seeing posts and posts and posts about it. So it's kind of mind blowing because, especially you know, knowing that this guy was trying to turn stuff around, mm-hmm. like that's a huge loss for a community when you have somebody that you know they're they're looking at their gang affiliation and that kind of stuff, and they're saying, you know what, I need to start a business. I start doing things in my community. I need to start networking, getting people working together, and then boom, he's gone. So, like that—that that was the thing that hit me. Like, just just that it, it's a huge loss. Mm. And what about you, Sean? I mean, me, it was. I found it was really, really. It was devastating, and devastating just because I don't know. Like you know, like when you hear, generally speaking. Um, you know, that a rapper dies, it's not like it was out of the realm of possibility in your sub, sub, subconscious. You know what I mean? Because you're like, all right, well, this guy does blank and, you know, he he carries himself like this and moves like this. So, you know, you kind of see it coming. Like, you know what I mean? But that energy is fostering that energy, right? Yeah. You know, but like all, and I wasn't the biggest Nipsey Hussle fan and wasn't paying attention to, you know, his daily, his daily uh, activities and what have you. But I mean, all signs point to the fact that this dude was not really at all about any of that nonsense. Like he was the opposite. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like 
he was literally about uplifting his community, about using his experiences to uplift his community. So it's like when you see like and you hear a dude die like that and then he was a family man, you know what I mean? He was, uh, from what I understand, newly secretly married and it's like, like a lot of times, like, I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older, you know, more mature, we all have families. It's like back in the day when this stuff happened, like, oh shit, Biggie died, oh shit, Pop died and this rapper died, this rapper died, and it's kind of like, you know what I mean? You you know they're human, but in your mind you kind of liken it to characters. You know what I'm saying? Right. At, like mm-hmm. when you're younger, like oh, like when you're watching a show, like you know when you're watching a show and you're like, yo, kill him, come on, kill him, man. You know, like mm-hmm. you 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 throw that word around like like taking a life is just part of a transaction. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I think a combination of my, me maturing. You know, what this guy seemed to have stood for, what he seemed to have meant to everybody throughout our community. You know what I mean? Like, he seemed to be genuinely loved and respected, you know, by all. And and what he was doing, and it's like, it just, like, the combination of all that culminated to make this really devastating, man. Like, really sobering. Yeah, I I feel like, well, it's funny, because the the first... um the first time I heard of it was the wife. Like she basically sent sent me a text. Like some rapper name. Mm-hmm. She like I didn't, she didn't really know what Nipsey Hustle was, but she's like I got a message. Nipsey Hustle died. I'm like, man, come on. But you know, but but in this day and age, my um, you never know. No, nah, you you never not even not even just that. But the thing I revert to immediately is Twitter. Once once mm-hmm. I go on Twitter and I I see the name trending, I'm like, oh shit, okay, that it's it okay. There, there's some truth to this, or something mm-hmm. happened, you know. So that's the first thing I did. I was just like, man, come on, man. Are you sure? And then I'm like, as I thought about it, I'm like, ah, let me, I just grabbed my phone and just went on Twitter. And as soon as I started seeing like the, the news clippings, I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me right now. And, and mm-hmm. like, I, I've kind of felt the same way. Like, like you, Sean, where I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yo, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Nipsey Hustle fan. Don't get me wrong. I like his stuff. I love victory lap. Um, but mm-hmm. I wasn't like, you know, I can't sit there and recite all the songs or name you songs of all the things that he's done like that, that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and it takes me back too because as you're saying to touch on what you're saying, Sean, like when I was younger, right. When like, I can remember when like Tupac died, I can remember, obviously remember when, when Biggie died and it was kind of like a surreal feeling. Like you were completely devastated, but for different reasons, because you were such a fan of their music. We followed, you know, everything they were doing at that time. Cause you know, we're being that we're younger and stuff, you know, like, you know, like young adulthood mm-hmm. and all everything else. Like you're, you're so invested in what these guys do with their careers. And especially musically, you're, you know, you're all invested in East coast, West coast, beef, yada, yada, yada. So like for me, like, you know, when Biggie died, I remember I was devastated because this guy was like, not only was he, was he my favorite rapper, but I'm yeah. like, I'm looking at it from the talent perspective where I'm like, Every time Biggie used to put out a record, I used to be like, "Yo, I, I couldn't wait to hear it because I just, I just wanted to see what he would say lyrically that'll just knock my, knock my socks off." You know what I mean? And yeah. Then like, yeah, yeah. And then you get to the point where you're just like, "I'm not going to hear a Biggie, a Biggie song anymore. I'm not going to hear him on a, on a remix anymore." Like, are, are you serious? Like, like as a fan, I actually, I struggled with that, man, because that, that really bothered me. Like, that was my guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you're never going to hear it again. That's it, you know? And and it's so finite and so final and so, it was so senseless, you know what I mean? And I'm mm-hmm. looking at it from, like, I look at it with Nipsey Hussle in a different way because 
like I said again, I wasn't like um, I, I wasn't like a huge follower of his music, but at the same time, I'm like, this won't bother me just because it, it had everything to do with how he chose to use his platform. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he did all the things that you want somebody in his position to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, man. he struggled his way out out from the hood. He made it as a rapper. I mean, you know how hard that that trajectory is to just to get to the top. You know, and mm-hmm. and then like most people, he didn't go back. He didn't he didn't go you know like buy a bunch of jewelry. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't like you know like throwing ones in the air and doing all that nonsense. Like, sorry, he and uh, he invested in the people. He invested in the community. You know what I mean? He was buying up real estate. You know, he was setting up like there's something called um, he set up something called uh, Destination um, Destination Crenshaw, where it was like an open air museum for all the young black artists in, in that in that area to, to mm-hmm. you know to show off their artwork and everything else. He was trying to bring like the STEM program, you know, and try to connect it with Silicon Valley. Like there was so and it's funny. The sad thing is, too, like even. He died on the on the Sunday. So the next day, he was scheduled to to um to meet with the LAPD to talk about how to change you know like gun violence and gang violence in the area with Rock Nation. Yeah, that, I heard that, about that too. Like, yeah, I saw that too. You know, so you're looking at all of that and you're like, like this guy did everything that he was supposed to do. Like if a mother lost her child to gun violence in the area, this guy was paying for the funeral costs. Mm-hmm. He was dealing with rival gangs trying to connect people. So I'm like after all that i'm like he gets gunned down that way and in his hood in front of a store in front of his daughter like that's yeah like, that's what he deserved after all that like there's something inherently wrong with that picture hold on his daughter was there yeah yeah he took a picture with her it's the second picture okay i remember i saw that picture but i, I didn't know that she was still she didn't see it happen i i don't, I don't know. know i don't i hope not i have no idea i hope not i I saw the the video clip you sent me, and that was that was it. That's the only because I was like, I don't want to look at it. Like it's just gonna be, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. it, I can watch it in a movie, but when I know it's real, like know, it bothers me in a different way. Yeah. And so, like I was like, okay, I I, I just want to know what the thing was like because I knew it was far away angle or whatever. Right, right. It it was just I, I saw those two pictures, the one with her together with him, and he's like sitting down next to a car. And next one, he's like, you can see him laying on the ground. And I was like, oh, I'm done, man. I can't. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just out. Yeah. They pretty much did the same. You just, you look at that whole thing and it's just like, that's, he deserved to one day, you know, be able to walk his daughter down the aisle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. After, yeah. after, after what he's done. And it's like, you know, like, like, that's it. Like, that's how, <sighs> that's, that's how you get taken out. Like, that's, that's, that's the light. You know what I mean? That's, that's the way your life ends. You don't deserve that, man. You know what I mean? So, like, so yeah. that, I think that inherently just, like, you know, like I said, getting older now, that bothers me. Like, it it really bothers me, this this whole situation, just looking at that. Because I'm like, yo, the guy did everything right. He did everything that you would want somebody to do in his position, and, and it still wasn't enough. Well, the thing is, though, like, his death wasn't, like, it was something leading, like, you know, something like Pac. I wouldn't say, quote, unquote, like Pac's version, but, you know, like, Stuff was going on throughout the day, and he had beefs with different people, and it was leading to somewhere dark. Right. Where this guy, he was leading to somewhere positive. Exactly. Based right. on where his life was at that moment. I think that's a, this is the thing that it hits people in a different ways because they don't look at him as the guy who would get something like that would happen to him. They look at him the guy that would avoid something like that happening to him. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, right? 
And again, I don't know the depths of this guy or the details surrounding this guy's day-to-day activity in life, but mm-hmm. what, on the surface, how is he different than any other rapper that we know? Meek still, you know, commiserates with people from the hood. Like every Drake, even Drake does. Everybody does. So this, this could literally have been anybody. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's so senseless when you think about, like, I don't know if you guys have, why I, actually I do know, you know, the rumors behind why this happened, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it being some dude that, you know, was trying to be around him who was apparently a snitch and Nipsey like, yo, I don't want you around me. Like, you know, don't don't stay around me or whatever in front of my store. Like, you know, be the guy out of here or something like that. You know, like, and that alone is what resulted in an execution of this guy. And, like, the Grady video that I saw, I remember, Cal, when I said this in, in, in my text, I'm like, yo, I said, did he kick him afterward? Yeah, he's checking to see if he's still alive. You know, like, he went, he, he, he shot him, came back, shot him again, and when he was walking away, it looked like he kicked him. I'm he like, yeah. yo, like, the the amount of contempt and hate in your heart, it's not even like, you know, okay, got you, you shoot the guy and then run off. You shoot him, mm-hmm. go back and finish him off, and then make sure to kick him? Like, yo, the, the, the evil... You know, that's coursing through this guy's veins that did this, man. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's a monster. He's a demon. He's a demon, literally, man. It, it's funny because I, I was watching a clip with um, with Noriega, and Noriega's talking about the concept of, like, you know, like the keep the whole keeping it real mantra. And he was like, I don't know if you guys seen it, but he was like, you know. And yeah, I saw that. About it, but he was like, yo, like, keeping it real. Like, maybe we're wrong in, in promoting that, you know, because – He's like, mm-hmm. this guy did everything. Like, he, you know, he was keeping it real. He kept it real with the hood. He kept it real. He tried to build. And, you know, and he still ends up dead. So I guess the question I want to ask you, like, is is keeping it real wrong? It, I think there's different levels to keeping it real. Like, there's keeping mm-hmm. it real of, well, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to take care of my family and I'm going to do all this stuff. Right. There's that keeping it real. And then there's this macho thing of, well, I, I have to brag about something stupid and I got to show everyone I got guns. That's the two different, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. those are two different worlds. There's different We merged them together. Right, right. Yo, you know what I think, man? It, it's, it's, it's a very, there's no easy answer to that. Because when you think about it, keeping it real at times, depending on the motivation, can be an honorable thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it could be an honorable thing, but oftentimes I find that we, it, 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 it's kind of a way just to, to what's what I'm looking for, kind of promote stagnation. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so that's like, you know, in what other culture do they say, hey, if you're successful and if you make enough money to get out of a certain circumstance, you got to keep it real and stay around that circumstance. It doesn't even make any sense at all. <laughs> right. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But it's like we kind of, it's like that crab in the barrel mentality. Like, hey, even if you succeed, you still got to stay around here. So it, it's kind of, it's a mix of crab in the barrel mentality to, hey, let me show off and flaunt the fact that I made it. You know what I mean? 
And it's also another component of it. I'm not going to act like there's only there's only two negative sides of it. There's another component that, hey, like, and what seems to be Nip- Nipsey's situation is I made it out of there and I want to, you know, be that motivation to show the people there that you can make it out of there and I want to change my community. But the problem is for everybody like him, there are people like the other people, you know what I mean, that don't give a shit about the fact that you're trying to change the community. They see you around and they still have contempt in their heart and they have jealousy in their heart. And you're surrounding yourselves with people that don't have the same goals as you, don't have the same amount of things to lose as you do, who aren't going anywhere, who don't lose anything by by taking your life or compromising your life or situation. So it's like, it, it's a real, real complex, like, like, like keeping it real as a concept is dumb. It's really dumb as a concept, but given back to the hood, on the other hand, mm-hmm. that that that's a noble concept. But it's, it's like beautiful. Noriega said in his video, or he alluded to, you just can't really do it. Like yo, I'm just gonna be out there and chill because there's just too many wicked people out there, wicked jealous people out there, man. We have a problem in our community is that people don't. When you're starting to work or thrive, people don't want to work with you. If you have two people moving together with the same goal, somebody's going to try and kneecap the other guy, and it just always happens. I don't know why. It's just something specific to our community, because there's other races and other groups of people that, oh, this guy's building a business. Well, I sell this. Let me work together with this guy. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just something that's going on, like some kind of psyche thing from, I don't go back to slavery, but, like, because we've had moments where we work together, like, 90s hip hop, people were all working together. You know, even Black Wall Street, 1930s, whatever, people were working together. Working together, yeah. And, and then we regressed. It's all success and then regression. And we're in the regression phase of, you know, nobody wants to help each other. Nobody wants to see, you know, what can we do, whatever. It's always just that, well, somebody has something and I want it. So, you know, that's that guy or whatever. Like, that, this is where we're at. It doesn't matter what it is, though. It could be school, work, whatever. Like I, I just yeah. see it everywhere. I, it's frustrating, man. I don't. I don't know. It, it's that. I don't know. It's something like you said. Does it go back to slavery? Does it go back to, you know, what what is the, the inception of that, you know, mentality? But yeah, I agree with you, man. Hundred percent. It, it's really sad, man. It's really like mm-hmm. it's deep rooted. Yeah. And, and I mean, you see, and I'm not even taking it to this extent, but I'll look at it like just an even a, a simple case of, you know what, man, I'm looking for a job or, 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 you know what, I'm doing okay. And you know what, maybe I, mm-hmm. if I call Keo, maybe he can help me with something here. Maybe I, you know, if he gives me the number to this person, maybe he can help me go forward. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying you will do this Keo, cause I know you're not like that, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you might be that person that might be like, all right, well, yeah, Calvin called me. All right. What's this dude want? Then when he hear what what he wants, it's like, all right, well, well, you know what? I can't really hook you up, but yo, let me see. Let me let me call you back, and then you just never call the person back because like deep down, it's like mm-hmm. you don't want to see Calvin or whoever else take that next level up. You know what I mean? What mm-hmm. if this phone call can make Calvin or Sean or somebody else take that next level up? You know, and mm-hmm. and it's like like I I inherently have a weird problem with that, which is weird. Yeah, you know what I mean? Which is which is weird, like. For me, like going back to the whole keeping it real concept, like I understand what the meaning of it should be, but in, to touch on what you guys are saying, like in some cases you need, I think change is probably the biggest thing in order to keep it real because 
the keep it real concept should always be fluid. Like as long as it's working towards some sort of progression, you know, I mm-hmm. think that's that's to me what the true essence of keeping it real is about. Because, you know, as you evolve in life, you know, you, I'm not even talking just money, just talking maturity, just, you know, what, you, what you're trying to do in life as you get older. Like keeping it real is going to mean different things. You know what I mean? And and, yeah. and it's got it's got to be real and relative to what you're about in your life at that point in time. So it's got to be fluid. But like if it's if it's fluid and it's positive, keeping it real is a beautiful it's a beautiful thing. You know, giving yeah. back to, to whether it's the community, the hood, whatever it is, like that's a beautiful thing. So once it's you know it's it's accepted in a positive manner, like that's that's a beautiful thing. But going back to this situation, up until Sunday, this was still a beautiful thing. One conversation with one quote unquote jackass changes the whole trajectory of everything because you look at it now like this. This one guy was doing above and beyond everything he could do to to reverse the economy, to just to change concept, like the change the mind concept in the community. And now you took that mm-hmm. guy out. So now this whole energy now that this guy was trying to push towards now, who's going to start? Who's who has the capital, the the motivation, the mentality to now go and restart that stagnated energy? Not that it's not that it's you got you got to think about it though. In the, in a community like that, whenever something like that happens, you put it back like twenty, 50, you know, thirty years before the next person's gonna step up. It, that entire area is screwed now because of this, you know. And you gotta think about like all of America and even Canada, for some extent. There's every time something like this happens, you just push everybody backwards, step back down the ladder again to start over from scratch. Yeah. No, it's just that, man, and and it's 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 a really, really, it's a really sad thing, man, and and like to touch on what Keo said, like it's like as a people, man, like black people have so much already that that we're already fighting against, man. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we are unequivocally the most hated people on the planet by everybody. That's what, like what what I always say is that something that every race has in common is that they don't like black people. Like that's every race has that in common. You know what I mean? And Mm. the fact that, you know, we already have that, that against us, that that we we fight every day. And then internally, there's so much infighting, you know what I mean? Mm. And we're each other's worst enemy quite often. You know what I mean? And it's like, if we're going to ever, start to rise as a people man like i don't even want to say something you know stupid and generic like we gotta change because i I don't i don't even know what the answer is that's that's super obvious obviously things have to change Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. how will they change are they going to change you know because it's like it's it's not to say as a whole black people are like this you know what i mean because you know we're not all yeah no. Like that, but it's just like it seems like that segment of the the black race. It's just has such a profound effect, man. On the on problem is that man. we're glorifying this three percent of the community. <laughs> you look at the amount of black men that have gone to college instead of jail. It's it's higher for college now. Oh, exactly, course, yeah, we're successful. Black people are successful to do anything, but we're still glorifying the knuckleheads. You know, like Cardi B, uh, she's 
doing advertisements now and stuff like that. She's drugging people, man. Like she's a stripper. Why is a stripper on the 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 person that the the most prominent person for American politics right now? You have like, politicians talking about Cardi B. Why Cardi B? But of all the people to like, yo, I gotta uplift somebody from the quote unquote black community. I'm gonna use, I'm gonna choose the stripper. I'm gonna choose the gangbanger. I'm gonna. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous, man. Because it's not like there's not other people out there. Like Chance the Rapper exists. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, mm-hmm. there's other people out there. J. Cole. Like, there's other people. Man, brother, I don't know if you want to bring me down this rabbit hole. (laughs) Because because, uh, honestly speaking, I think you might have bugged my house. Because I I say this all the time. I I was even even telling my son the same thing. We were talking about the same thing yesterday about this whole Nipsey Hussle thing. And I was like, you know, and I say this all the time. It's really, really sad. Because it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to be discriminated against, and we don't want these negative stereotypes to be cast over all of us. Because, like you said, they yeah. they only really apply to a small segment of the po- of the black population. But at the same time, that's all we glorify the the popular music. It's all about that. All that stuff is is is, is glorified. That's all that you see any rapper, it's not any rapper, but you know, a lot of the rappers out there, that's essentially their persona, their persona. That's what's pushed. Like you said, Keo, Cardi B being like, you know, yeah, she's super, she has a great personality, but being like, you know, uh, uh, you know, with not that much depth to her, you know, as far as anything <laughs> that she's actually saying, you yeah. know, they, they love that. Oh, girl, and all that nonsense. They love that stuff. That's what yeah. they want to see. They don't want to see, you know, black people or people of color say anything substantial. You know what I mean? Like, and and that's what we're 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 guilty in that too. Not necessarily us on the phone, but I know even us, even me, I'm guilty of that too. I'm guilty of uh, listening to to music about dudes murdering dudes, and you know, if, if I hear a diss track, I'm like, oh man, he dissed him. He mm-hmm. he told him he's gonna murder his whole family. You hear this, like. <laughs> That stuff is yeah. not, it's not cool, man. But but yet we love it. Yeah. No, well, like you, I, I'm past the point where I'm saying, well, it's the, the quote unquote man that's doing this to us. I'm past that. There's too many black billionaires in America. There's too many black millionaires in Canada and all over the world. We have too much resources. There's too many opportunities available for us. It's, it, we're past the man doing it to us now. We got to take responsibility. Mm. <laughs> oh, man, oh man! Uh, honestly, That's speaking, just where I'm this, at, this wormhole is getting deeper and deeper. Because That's just I, where I'm at I, right now. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. You even bring it, even bring it to this, right? Let's let's bring it to this. There are other cultures, mm. and they will shop at stores owned by people of their culture, right? Yeah, because they want to uplift their uplift themselves, uplift their own communities. You know what I mean? Black people generally don't do this. If there's a person of another race who has a store and they're selling what black people are selling for a bit cheaper, black people will walk past a black-owned store and go to that <laughs> other store. They don't support each other. They don't care about about supporting. When I say they, I'm generalizing, but of course there are some yeah, that yeah. do. But generally speaking, it's not something that's that, that's incredibly common 
as it is with other races. We don't do that to each other. And it's like when you say, what's the reason? You know, what's mm -hmm. the reason? Is it part of it, like we said, the fact that, you know, the, the underlying competition slash crab in the barrel feeling? Is it the fact that we just don't want to uplift each other? Who, who knows exactly who could pinpoint the root cause, but it's really sad because, like you said, there's black billionaires, there's black businessmen, you know, and at this point in time, like, we, we all know that we're not really aligning ourselves in a way that is going to bring us the progress we need. Like, we still call each other niggers, man. Mm -hmm. We still call yeah. each other niggers. You know yeah. what I mean? It's laugh it off or whatever. You Jeez, know, until... man. <laughs> and, and we justify it. But, like, yeah. we just, ah, oh, no, it's, we took the word. We took the power out of the word. No, we didn't. It's still the same freaking word, man. That's why I, don't, I do not use that word. I don't use that word. I tell my son, don't use that word, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I know now I, I'm going on a tangent here, but it's like, <laughs> it, it's, it's like the problem, it's so systemic, and it's like I, I'm just going on a tangent because I don't even really know the cause. I'm just going on example after example after example of different contributors to this problem, man. I think it's a comp. I, well, I mean, for there's, there's many reasons as to why I think I think some of it is like it's a destructive path. But on top of that, like it kind of goes hand in hand with like, and I'm just speaking to America right now. Like it goes to hand in hand with the gun culture in America as well. Like you know, mm -hmm. we I mean, you know, you're, you're looking at this stuff, you know, but like the gun laws won't change. For example, like even with all the the, the school shootings and the the public shootings and, and airports and malls and movie theaters and, you know, or, or, or in this situation on Sunday, like there's, there's nothing like going into law to kind of change, you know, like, like what, what's happening here. Like it's funny, like New York, for example, is a, was, was like the wild west at one point, like when we were, when we were coming up and sure. now mm -hmm. it, New York has kind of changed because the gun yeah. laws out there is serious. It's like, you know, you, your first offense you do in three years. You know, so sure. it's it's a serious. So it's it's kind of changed the way the city is now, in some ways. So it's like you know you look you're looking at like or something like this now, and it's like you still you still know there's such a long way to go. I know just to wrap up because we're gonna wrap up just now, but like the reason why, like I said, this whole thing kind of bothers me in a sense is because you know you're looking at this generation going through it. Ten years ago, they went through it. When we was coming up, you know, we mm -hmm. was going through it like. I remember first hearing about shootings and all that kind of stuff. I, mm -hmm. I remember first hearing about this stuff in like self destruction. Remember the self destruction song? The the, the yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah like that's that's yeah. the first time I was like a little kid and I'm like wow people are yeah. getting shot really this is I mean like like you know and this was like Scott, what was that? Scott LaRock was the first rapper. Like, Scott LaRock was the first yes. rapper to get right. killed. Yeah, right. like 1985. Right. Oh yeah yeah. Right. So this is, I mean, this has been going on for, I mean, that was like 30-something years ago. And like, yeah, that's a long time. a long time to be still going through this. You know, like, mm -hmm. how long was that posse cut? Like, that was 30 years ago. Like, some yeah. destruction was like 29, 30 years ago. And and, yeah. like, and it's like you're still seeing it now where, like, a, a prominent rapper doing positive is still meeting the same fate as Scott LaRock. Or, you know, like... Uh, the thing is, I, I feel like there's been improvement and then there's just regression. I don't... Yeah. And I, I equate that to the culture. I think most deaths said something about, you know, people complaining about rap, but rap is a reflection of our culture. And 
you know, like the current rappers now are they're they're all drugged out. And they're talking about Xanax and all this stupidness. Mm-hmm. And well, you know, in the '90s, people were talking about you know going Africa and you know learn your history and all this other stuff. And went to shiny suits and we did all this other stuff. So you know, like it, it was the culture is moving. It's moving. It's not just stagnant somewhere. The mm-hmm. point is to keep it moving. And that's the thing I don't know. I, I don't right. know. But like, okay. for, I I can attest for right, a fact right that, that the culture yeah, was like, moving. It was progressing. Basically, like like you're saying, or I, I guess to 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 wrap it up. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's it's it's. I think that this this is so sad. It just highlights everything that we said. Like everything that we said is highlighted by this this event man and it's like you know like i I saw a video of um lauren london uh running into the emergency room or running to the hospital Uh, i don't need to see that you know and saying uh yeah he's my husband you know and it's like Uh yo and and then like just recently she posted on instagram you know like i'm lost i don't want to you know misquote her but Essentially, you know that she's lost. She lost her best friend and this and that and yes. her father and her lover and all this. And it's like showing pictures of him. And it's like you look at that and you're like, yo, this fucking guy is not here anymore, man. Yeah. And yeah. why? She had, like she's right right now. She's alone. She had it like two days ago. They were together. They were happy. Now he's gone. And why? Mm-hmm. Because he told a guy to beat it? Nah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Sure. I would say to like to close it up. The thing that we need to do, and I, we're all guilty of it, is that we're waiting until somebody passes before we start uplifting them. Because like Nipsey has been doing this stuff for a while, but nobody's really checking for him. They're checking That's for. True. We should have been like bragging about uh, Nipsey's bought this in the hood. Nipsey's doing this for these people. That's the that's the thing we should be talking about. That should have been all over social media years ago. Why are we waiting until today, you know what I'm saying, before we actually say, oh, Nipsey was doing this for the hood. This is why we care about him. Like, no, that is an amazing point because I didn't even know he was he was the, doing all I those things. Say, man. I didn't I know how to do Yeah. And, and the sad thing is, too, it's like, you know, well, listen, man, in a, in a perfect world, you know, everybody would would have more than enough to survive you know everybody would have mm-hmm. enough love they'd have enough nurturing enough education enough money to like to dream about their next steps you know in the future but you know i, I know it's not that's not how life is set up unfortunately like i know life's not going to be that way um mm-hmm. you know but but the energy to me that like i keep seeing it you know and kill I've, I've had you on some podcasts before it's like we talk about mm-hmm. the the change and like how the how the structure is changing and you're seeing change in some of those genres that we love, whether it's music, whether it's sports, whether it's business, mm-hmm. whether it's tech, whether it's entertainment, where, you know, the model in other uh, sections of life, like it, it hasn't changed, like certain cycles hasn't changed, you know, like, yeah, what, what are we going to do to look at uh, change as a, as a good thing and just be better? Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to, you know, try to sound like a, like an after school special right now, but like. <laughs> no, I know, I know, you know I know. I mean? But I'm like, but I'm like, at this stage of of my life, it's like this part is is really get, it's getting old, man. It's it's getting old for me, mm-hmm. you know. And and, yeah, and, and to me, I kind of just I need to see the change in that. Like I like I like I said before, like I want to see Nipsey Hustle walk his daughter down the aisle twenty something years from now after helping to raise the community into something powerful. 
and not having to restart mm-hmm. this now, this energy due to his death, you know, to restart this whole process all over again. Yeah. Like, I, like I understand, you know, like, and, and, you know, we're living in the social media age, but it's like, there's only so much times I don't, like, I, I'm tired of seeing prayers up for the next person. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? I'm, I'm tired yeah, of seeing yeah. the prayer emoji, emoji hands. Like, I'm, like I, I'm off for getting something done so that we can just like, okay, let's just finish this off for good and let's move forward. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's like the biggest thing for me. It just, it just, the whole thing just doesn't sit well with me, man. Like it, this was just very senseless and, and unfortunately, you know, what's going to continue, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying just due to this situation, but just other situations in other cities, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, what, what are we going to do to stop it? Like, I don't have the answer either, but what what do we have to do? Like what what is it after we have to do so we we stop seeing this? Like we don't see, you know, the Jonas Brothers or Justin Bieber losing their life at twenty five. You're gonna yeah, see Justin well. Bieber perform until he's fifty. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. yeah you want to see why can't Meek Mill and Nipsey Hussle live that long to do that too? Yo, say Rose you know, that, still on tour right now. Yeah, man. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like this, like these guys' lives shouldn't be a threat. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it, it it shouldn't be like a threat. At this stage, yeah, you know man. what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, I don't know. There, there, there's no, there's no positive way to, to to end it, man. Because like, this is a, a really, really sad situation, brothers, and and you know, like, I, I, I have to reiterate, like, at the end of the day, this brother is not here anymore, man. And for what, man? For what, man? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, I don't know, man. A good brother, a good positive brother, that was doing things to change all of the negative aspects of our community that we discussed today. Mm-hmm. And then the dude murdered him. A dude who was in that community, he was trying to help, took his life for nothing, man. Yeah, essentially, it's it's like it's it's really it's really sad, bro. 